What's good? It's your girl Bianca and welcome back to another episode of Are You Alone? But what I'm actually asking you is, are you achieving life on natural euphoria? So in the last episode, I had talked about how it's okay to not have your life completely together by societal standards and how your path should lead to your purpose and your happiness. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I invite you to do so whenever you get the chance. But for today's episode, I will be discussing how we can begin to live our life without fear of judgment. And I know some of you are probably like, bitch, what? There is judgment all around us. And yes, you are right. Because not only do we have to face people's judgments whenever we step out of the house, but we also have it in the palm of our hands through social media. And truthfully, it's kind of scary how much we let the perception of others completely define us. As I've gotten older, I've realized that the response to judgment and how we react to it, it it plays a large factor because it can completely consume us and our thoughts and we can dwell on it. Or we can be like, yo, that's your opinion. I know me, I know my truth, and I know I don't owe you any explanation. And it's actually kind of funny because I had an Uber driver once tell me life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. And for me, I was like, wow, this 15 minute Uber had just brought me a life lesson that I will keep with me till obviously this day. So like I had said, our response is one thing. But another part of it is the realization that when we live our life based off of people's judgment, we are ultimately living our own lives for others. This one life of ours is being lived for others if we continuously let their judgment affect our behavior. And by judgment, I mean just any comments made on your behalf that may sway you away from acting or being your real self. Like I had mentioned earlier, judgment is all around us, whether it's our family, our friends, social media, work, there are so many things that judgment is rooted in. And for me personally, I think my main fear of judgment really came from my family. It's not a bad thing, but I I think this is, is why. Because growing up, I was very close with my family. And I'm not just talking about my immediate, you know, my older sisters and my parents. No, I'm talking like the whole crew. So my aunties, my uncles, my cousins, the second cousins, third cousins once removed. But (laughs) I mean, if we're being real, being like a Filipino, we don't do the the concrete like second cousin third cousin all that because anyone remotely older is considered your auntie or uncle and then anyone close to your age is pretty much like a cousin so we wouldn't even be blood related at times but any filipino i came across my mom would introduce as oh this is your tita so-and-so like say hello and so you could see how it was a little hard to date filipinos but you know it happened (laughs) so um 
Back to what I was saying though, I owe this close kinship to my family um, because my own family and then my two other aunties and their families, we all lived in my grandparents' four bedroom house at once. So each family would occupy a room and I think we had about like a total of 17 people um, just living in this house. And the thing about that was my cousins and I never knew any better. I mean, honestly, we thought it was pretty normal. And growing up, we always thought people were close to their cousins, only to find out that that's not as common as we thought it was. And it's actually one of my favorite times in life. And, and we always reflect back onto it because it was just a time where you had your best friends down the hall there was no cares in the world and we're just constantly playing, laughing. And then there was also like the occasional spankings and you know, someone broke something. But what I'm just trying to get at is that I really valued my family's thoughts and their opinions about me because that's how much they meant to me. You know, I strived to make them proud and do what it was to make them happy. And by doing this, I would try and get good grades. I didn't smoke or drink in high school. I just didn't want to be looked at in a negative light. And partly because of this, since I was one of the younger, um, I guess, children in the entire family, you kind of learn from your older like siblings and cousins as far as like what not to do to get in trouble. It's kind of like Mulan. You didn't want to disgrace your family's honor. But, you know, as much as people think I'm exaggerating, this is really true, especially growing up in an Asian household. It's just, you just knew better than to get caught. And, oh, I sure as hell was not about to get pregnant either because I was so scared of my mom. She's like OG Filipino. Even my, like, grandparents do. They're straight, they're straight off the boat from the Philippines. And I just knew... I don't know. I just I would get scared. <laughs> She'd take off her tiniela and smack me across the face or something. It was out of love though. So let's <laughs> let's just put it there. You know, I don't want anyone to think she abused me or anything. Um, she's probably listening now and tell, probably wants me to take it out. But you know, that's just that's just part of it. But even to make them proud, I really I found my way to go to college, which like I had said before was through sports. That way I could get a good job and eventually support my family and if you listen to my last episode well we all know how that turned out so like I had said before my parents they weren't mean people they actually were very supportive and they never pressured me to do things I didn't want to do and I just knew what not to do to make mom and dad mad because I had learned from my older siblings and my older cousins. But the thing was, you know, since I, I, not like sheltered, but I guess, you know, since I had kept such a clean slate in high school, once I reached college, I had a little bit more freedom because I was away from them, only like an hour away, but far enough away to a point where I took advantage of my freedom. And I would say this was the time that I was able to go to my sisters about things that I didn't want to tell my parents. The thing about that though is they are a little bit older than me by like more than five years. So some of the things that I did or some of the things 
that happened, you know, it would come off a little bit as like lecturing and parenting. And I just knew it was because my family wanted what was best for me and they really tried to guide me towards whatever that quote unquote best was. So here I am in college, a young adult, and personally I think this is where certain views challenge your initial views that you grew up on very heavily. And I only say this because especially if you're away from your family, you don't necessarily have that much pressure or influence as far as their views that are put on you. And you're also just in a space where you have more freedom to form your own opinions and decisions. And this is a crucial skill to learn and to have. And I know there might be a few that are like, well, this is obvious, but you'd actually be surprised by the amount of people who still let others make decisions for them. Um, And that's why I say it's especially crucial because we live in a world that is filled with opinions about other people's decisions. So now I'm in a space where I have more freedom to form my opinions and things like that. And one class actually in college that really challenged my views was my philosophy class freshman year. And so this is a time where, you know, I'm still younger me and I'm kind of set in my in my ways about how I viewed life, especially because it still matched my family, my family's views. So I thought, you know, I grew up on these. These are the correct ways to think about life. And this class just kind of annoyed me because one, I wasn't as open-minded as I thought I was, and two, there was never a concrete answer to these philosophical questions, and they were always open-ended to a point where I was like, I need some answers because I am so damn confused. (laughs) Um... But one question that had stuck out to me in particular was Aristotle's purpose of life. And if you're not familiar with his ideology about our purpose of life, it goes as so. Happiness is the meaning and the purpose of life, the whole aim and end of existence. So our discussion question for that lecture was, what is your happiness? And you know, for me, Like I had said, young, closed-minded little me, I'm like, well, I'm happy right now. The sun is shining. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. Like, it's a nice, cool fall day. Like, I'm happy. I found my purpose. You know, that's how much I thought I knew things. (laughs) Little did I know. Um, But my professor, she had kind of shut that idea (laughs) down real quick just because when she had asked what is happiness to you in my head i'm like my you know my family and my friends and so when she had asked that question out loud um, a student responded saying my family and my friends make me happy so i'm nodding you know and she's seeing me nod because i'm like yeah i agree with this kid like me too and she like straight up just turned it around and was like that's not actually happiness that's something that makes you happy And then the kid responded saying, well, if they make me happy, how does that not contribute to my happiness? In which my professor has said, you are deriving your happiness based off of external factors like your family rather than internal like yourself. 
So she continues the lecture and she's saying, you know, your family's happiness may not be your happiness. For an, in, for an example, my family wanted me to be a doctor because that was their idea of my purpose. However, my purpose, something that brought me happiness, was being a teacher. And so another student had raised his hand and had questioned her purpose and just asked, isn't being a teacher an external factor to what makes you happy? Which she responded, yes, it is. But whether I am a good teacher in your eyes or a bad teacher in another student's eyes isn't my purpose. My purpose is to be the perfect teacher in my own eyes. My purpose is to share my teachings to help other students guide them towards their own philosophy of life. Once I feel that has happened, will I have reached part of my true happiness? So if you're confused, it's okay, because not only was that me after that lecture, it was me the entirety of that course. And like I had said, this is due to the fact that I was pretty close-minded and I was just like, excuse me, ma'am, um, that's wrong. Like, like, it's pretty much someone just telling you that what you think is your happiness isn't your happiness and just like smacked that idea away and you're like okay that's rude and and you're just questioning you're just sitting there um but it wasn't until i was older and more experienced and especially more open-minded did i actually understand that lecture what my professor was trying to help us understand was that there are going to be many many people who will try and define your happiness for you and we allow people to tell us how to live because we fear that our own definition of our happiness will not be enough. My own fear of judgment from my family had brought me to believe that if I made them proud, then I'd be happy because they were happy. See, I feared being a failure in, in their eyes. I feared being a disappointment. I feared their thoughts about me and I always wanted to please them to make sure that I never did anything wrong so that they would love me. Um, kind of intense, but you know, I even chose a major that involved a career that would make me somewhat decent money to a point where I'd be seen as successful. However, doing this meant I was living my own life for my family and not for myself see so this is where it's all kind of coming back into place and things are clicking it wasn't if you know it didn't matter if i was the perfect um, child grandchild or niece in my family's eyes it it only mattered if i was the perfect grandchild niece and um, child in my own eyes and you know they had never really asked me to be you know, like this perfect whatever, but it's kind of like an unset expectation culturally that us Filipinos are supposed to do. And this could honestly just be the same for any family or any anyone, truthfully. Like for uh, for an example, it's a small one, but it's, it's a real one. Um, I don't swear in front of my family because they view it as unprofessional. Um, not ladylike or sometimes too aggressive but that's how I express my emotions especially the ones I don't know how to explain but it needs emphasis with its fucking explanation even my favorite finger 
it's my middle finger and I get rings to fit that finger on purpose. So when people ask to see it, well, you already know what happens. And that's, it's, it's not to offend anyone by any means. And like I had said, it was a small example, but it's a real one. And of course the swearing and the whole middle finger, it doesn't lead to my, it, it's, it doesn't lead to my purpose, but what does lead me to my purpose is for me to be my most true and authentic self. See, it wasn't until I separated myself from the fear of what they thought of me did I begin to actually search for my true happiness and my purpose. It wasn't until then did I begin to live my life for me and not specifically just for my family. I made these decisions or I did things that they didn't necessarily understand, but I made them because I knew it was a part of my purpose that would help lead me to my happiness. And this is why I'm sharing it today, because it's not until you separate yourself from the fear of people's judgment will you begin to identify your true happiness and your purpose. It's not until you begin to live your life for you and not others, your family, your friends, your partner, your whoever. You're going to make decisions that are part of your purpose, and these decisions may not make any sense to anyone else, but if it makes sense to you, and if it leads to your happiness, then that's really all that matters. Don't get me wrong, I don't think I've actually found my purpose quite yet. And I'm still working on not letting my family's judgment affect me and, and potentially persuade me away from my true self. So as I work on this, I want to encourage all of you to work on it in your life and the circumstances that you may be in. But of course, I advise this in a way that will not physically or mentally harm a person. And by that, I mean, if you feel that your purpose is to be a, a, a serial killer, well, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to disagree. I think there is a little bit more behind that being your purpose. Um, so with that being said, I just want to make sure that these are within the boundaries that aren't going to intentionally hurt a person. What I'm trying to get at is live without fear of judgment, define your own happiness and know that it is enough and that you matter. My intention for this episode was to help you begin to think about what brings you purpose and true happiness. To not let the judgment of society deter you away from being your unique, beautiful self. And that on your way towards finding your purpose, make sure that you are living your one life for you and not for others. This concludes yet another episode of Are You Alone? Thank you so much for listening. I will be uploading new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to like, follow, and subscribe. You can also keep up with Are You Alone on Instagram at AYA underscore podcast and on Facebook at the Are You Alone follow page. My name is Bianca, and as we continue our journey, all I ask is that you do your best to achieve life on natural euphoria.